Welcome to the Gymnastics Mindset Academy podcast, where we develop happy, healthy gymnasts who know how to win. Let's get started. Hey everyone, this is Coach Stacy. I'm here with Coach Allie, and we are talking this week about other people's thoughts, other people's feelings, um, and not being able to control them. One of the things your gymnasts really struggle with the most is their fear of what other people are thinking, especially the biggest thing most of them fear is what you, their coach is thinking. I can't tell you how many times that that's what we coach our gymnasts about when they come to us in the, in mindset coaching is, is they are worried about what you, their coach is thinking. They have lots of stories in their brain about what you're thinking. They have lots of stories about how you're disappointed. <laughs> My favorite is how you're going to think that um, the time that you spend working with them isn't worth it unless they like hit at a meet. <laughs> um, they think that quite often. They're so worried about you being, you feeling disappointed. You feeling disappointed in them, you feeling frustrated at them. And they're worried of the same about their friends, about their teammates about their parents, they spend a lot of time being worried about what other people think. They spend a lot of time being worried about what random people in the audience at a meet are going to think. <laughs> um, and so this is what we're working with them on this week, but we also wanted to work with you on it from the perspective of one, how you can help them. And then two, how you can apply it to your own coaching, your own experience as well. So Coach Al, you want to lead us off? Yeah, well, I just want to point out um, some of those things, those thoughts that Stacey are saying are even coming from girls that I coach. And I like to believe that I am not a big, scary person, right? Like I'm not like this, like yell at you kind of coach. I'm like the one who's very like, let's have an open conversation about how you're feeling and what we can do. And if we're having a bad day, let's talk about like, how can we be successful today? And um, that's like mortifying for them. <laughs> and it's so funny. Uh, I just like to point that out because a lot of times it's really easy to take that personally as a coach. Yeah. Um, Cause I'm sometimes I'm like, how do they think that I'm going to think like that it was a waste of time for me to work with them or whatever is coming up? Because like, I take that kind of personally. I'm like, how do I change the environment in order to make it so that they don't think that, but the reality is that's on them. Like that is on them thinking that. And then what I think and do is on me. And so it's, it's that really important that um, you're able to do that. Now, we also talk a lot about how um, people, you can create an environment that can make it a little bit easier for them to think, right? But you can't actually force them to think something. So I'm going to actually show my favorite little um, <laughs> PDF because it's really hard to wrap your mind around this without actually seeing it because you're going to be like, I was told that this person can hurt my feelings or I was told all these different things. And um, it's, it's just not true. You get to be in charge and that feels so much better. Okay. Yeah, Ali, as you bring that up, I want to address that. Like we are taught our whole lives that other people are responsible for how we feel, that what they say and do is how, responsible for how we feel, right? We're taught that like from like little, oh, you're hurting mommy's feelings mm -hmm. or, 
oh, did little Tommy hurt your feelings in school today? And so we have been taught our entire lives that other people are responsible for our emotions, but that's just not the case. It's not actually how it works. So go for it, Allie. Okay. Well, obviously we have person A and person B. Okay. Let's say for now, coach, your person A, athlete is person B. So what's going to happen is you're going to say or do something. Okay. So for now, let's just say you tell your athlete, um, you can gain two tenths back on that split jump. If you straighten your knees and hit 180 and the athlete gets to choose what they want to think about that. And then they're going to feel something. So when you say that there's lots of things they could think. They could think, oh, I want to straighten my legs on my next one. Oh, that would be awesome. Two more tents. They could also think they're so mad at me that I didn't do that last turn. I can't believe that they just yelled at me, <laughs> right? You, you might not have yelled at all, but they could think that you did. And so in this moment, they could choose all different thoughts. And then that's going to create a feeling for them. If they think that you're mad at them for not doing it, then they might start feeling a little more reserved. If they think that, oh, I, I really want those two tenths, they might feel motivated. But the reality is you as a coach can't make them feel motivated. You can't go right from your words or actions to their feelings. Okay. So what you do and say cannot make your athlete feel. You can do or say something. Your athlete has a thought about it and then they feel. And this is important um, too, because Sometimes you can recognize that where you say something to an athlete and then emotionally you can kind of see them change in a way that you're kind of like, what just happened? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, okay. So sometimes I'll literally have to be like, okay, what's, what are you thinking now? How did you just take that? Can you repeat back to me what I said to you? So I can kind of get an understanding of what they took from what I said right? It's just like a text message. How many times have you sent a text message and you answered, okay. And someone on the other side's freaking out and is like, they just said, okay. They didn't give me an exclamation point and they didn't give me a smiley face. They're mad, right? It's like the same exact thing where like they receive something, they have a thought about it and they have a feeling. All right, Stacey, do you want to elaborate a little more on this in the gymnastics world or anything? You, I mean, so, I mean, it's kind of funny that you say that, like I was coaching a little 10 year old and she just all of a sudden her, like I said something that I thought was really encouraging and she like her face crumbled and she started crying and she like couldn't come back from it. And I was like, what just happened? And so later I, you know, messaged her mom and said, just so you know, we had a little bit of a rough session. I'm not quite sure what happened. And she goes, she thought that you meant this. And then like, it was totally not what I was saying at all, but it was devastating to her. And I was like, no, this is what I said. And she was like, laugh out loud. That's totally not what she thought. And so like, we, the biggest part is we can have the best of intentions in our words and actions, but we can't actually then control what somebody else chooses to think and, or even just what their brain offers to them. Sometimes we say choose to think, but a lot of times it doesn't feel like a choice to them. It's just what their brain offers to them as how to interpret what you said. And this goes both ways, right? The co the gymnast is also trying really hard thinking that their results, so not what you, what would they say, but their results 
cause you to feel something. So they think I hit in a meet, I made my coach happy or proud. I fell in the meet, I made my coach disappointed or mad. Mm -hmm. And in the same way, what we're trying to teach them this week is their actions can't ever make you or their parent or their friend feel something. It's always going to be based on what you're thinking. And unfortunately, you can't ever control what another human decides to think. And so, you know, I was like, haven't you ever had those moments where you're like, did something to try to make somebody really happy? And they're like, oh, thank you. And you're like, wait, what? I thought you were going to be so happy. Like other people's thoughts, you just, you never know what they're going to think. And even if they tell you, Like, you don't actually know if that's what they're thinking. Like people can say whatever they want. Not only are we not control in control of another person's thoughts, we're never actually going to know what they're thinking. We don't get to get inside another person's head. And so you don't get to control what your gymnast is going to think based on what you said. And your gymnast doesn't get to control what you're going to think based on what they do. And when we all release this idea that we can control or are responsible for how another person thinks and feels, and we can focus instead on how we're thinking and feeling, that's where the power starts to come back for both people, right? So, you know, here's the thing. You can for sure as a coach, because I know the bells are going off, but so are you saying I can just be abusive and just say horrible things and that's on them, whatever they feel? Like, no. You want to show up in the way that you want to show up as the person you want to be. And you're going to be able to do that more when you're not thinking that you can actually control. Because when we think we can control what another person thinks, we become manipulative. Or frustrated. (laughs) Well, we become frustrated (laughs) when we can't do it. We become manipulative in trying to do it, right? And so when we are just showing up as who we want to be, now what we can do is create a circumstance for the gymnast that is easier for them to think the kinds of thoughts we want them to think. So when we say words that create a circumstance that for that gymnast is easier for them to think a thought that will create a positive emotion, we want to do that. But even when we create those circumstances, and what I mean is when we say, hey, you did a fantastic job You know, so let's say you're trying to give them feedback and you know, you're supposed to like one positive thing or two positive things, one correction, and then two more positive things. And it's a positive sandwich. And even if you do that and you create a circumstance where hopefully it's easier for them to hear the correction, you still can't control what they then are going to choose to think. Mm -hmm. But I know you want to. (laughs) Like so badly. This is the worst news ever, right? So Allie, tell me why it's the best news ever for you as a human. Like, let's take the view, just like you as a coach, you can't control what somebody else is going to think. Why is that the best news ever? Um, one, the release of responsibility for other people's feelings is going to allow me to focus on 
me so that I can still show up in the best way. Cause like when I'm like, let's say I have a gymnast that's having a really rough beam day. And when I want them to be calm and I'm trying to make them calm, I almost show up in this like <laughs> intense way. Like you just got to calm down, right? Like just breathe. And as you're like hearing that, you're like, okay, I'm trying to breathe. But is that really in a way that's going to help them? either like and so you don't show up as the best coach when you are worried about controlling your gymnast feelings but if I'm in a place where I'm like okay they're going to be where they're at I'm going to be where I'm at I'm able to truly be a little more open and curious about what I can do to help them have a better gymnastics day or to end that event and I show up as a better coach for them and I feel better, right? In addition, I don't go home being like, oh, I got so frustrated at this girl. I was like, ah, you know? And so it allows me to show up as a better coach and it allows me to show up and from a better emotion for that athlete. And I also want to point out that this applies to you as a coach when you're trying to control other people's views of you. So then this goes back to the same thing of like, okay, I show up at a meet. Like one of our coaches was like, you know, I show up at a meet with this kid and her actions are embarrassing to me, you know? And so when somebody, when you're like, I don't want other people. And we then have our story about what other people are thinking about us as a coach, and we're trying to control other coaches' thoughts about us. We're trying to control the judges' thoughts about us. We're trying to control um, parents' thoughts about us. And we're thinking that, you know, either what we say or what we do or what our gymnasts say or do makes other people feel things. Mm -hmm. And so then we're trying to manipulate with our behavior to not disappoint the other people to not be embarrassed by what the, you know, all of those things. But when we kind of go, they get to think whatever they're going to think. And I can't control it no matter how hard I try. So I'm going to stop trying to control what everyone else is thinking and just let them have their journey. That coach gets to think whatever they want to think has nothing to do with me. That judge gets to think whatever they want to think that parents gets to think whatever they want to think. I can try to show up as my best self, but I'm never going to be able to make other people think and feel what I want them to think and feel. And the reason is this, most of us, our thoughts are fully focused on us. Like, even if I'm having a thought about another coach, it's usually a reflection of judgments I have on myself as a coach or on like, this is the way the world should be as a coach. They're about me. They're about my ideas about how the world should be. They're about my ideas of how I'm thinking. And usually they're about how I would either be afraid that I would feel or how that, that circumstance, the thoughts that I'm thinking are making me feel. My thoughts are all about me. Mm -hmm. We are selfish, self-centered creatures, not because we're bad. It's just how our brains are made. And so another person, their thoughts are about them. They have nothing to do with you. And so if they have thoughts about you, it's, it, it's none of your business because they're not actually about you. They're actually about them. Mm -hmm. 
And so we can like let that go and let everybody think what they want to think has no bearing on my own journey. So in the same way, we're telling coaches, like, I can't control how they'll feel. So I'll stop worrying about disappointing others and start focusing on being proud of myself. So the same thing for you as a coach, like I'm going to stop worrying about what my boss thinks or the other coaches think or anything else. And I'm going to start working on just being proud of myself. And when you show up that way for yourself and you begin to model that for the gymnasts, like they'll, they'll pick up on it. And then that will help them. That will create a circumstance for them in which they're more likely to learn how to do this too. Any final thoughts? No, that was great. I know this is a hard concept to grasp because it is very uh, contradictory to things that we have grown up learning and doing, uh, but it really can release a lot of uh, a lot of that pressure and a lot of that uh, almost anxiety, right? Of like, everyone's thinking. <laughs> and I just so- tell myself all the time, like they get to think whatever they want. I don't, I don't have to, I don't have control of that. So I'm going to just let go. Yeah. And it's hard. I'm not saying that it's like easy and I'm not saying that it's happens all the time. It's more like catching yourself Mm -hmm. and then going like, Oh yeah, I'm trying to control what they're thinking and I can't. So I'm just going to let them think whatever they want to think they get to. That's their right as a human being. And I'm just going to allow them to have their right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, we will see you next week when we uh, are talking about um, each person's journey and journey in gymnastics. So have a great week. Bye. Thanks for tuning in. Everyone says that gymnastics is 80% mental, but most gymnasts spend very little time training their brain. You've seen it a thousand times where a gymnast can do her skills physically, but her fear and doubt are holding her back. Or she does amazing routines in practice, but her nerves get the best of her in competition. We would love to help your gymnast have productive practices and confident competitions. We know they need to get maximum results in the shortest time possible. So we've created short, effective lessons and coaching that fit between practice and the rest of life. We have courses and coaching programs for individual gymnasts and gymnastics teams that are based on proven behavioral science you can be confident in and results that speak for themselves. Invest in the one thing that will have the greatest impact on your gymnast success, their mind. Check us out at gymnasticsmindsetacademy.com.